This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. David Eichel, Sean Bach, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of 24-7 Sports, doing an instant reaction podcast to Iowa Landing, the nation's number one offensive tackle and the highest raid recruit that has ever committed to the University of Iowa in Caden Proctor. Sean, I mean, we've known this has been coming for a little while. I think you and I have been all, all over this for, for the past few months. While it was still a battle with Alabama, Oregon, a number of other programs, Iowa just the, – the way they've almost come from the dust to really put themselves to the forefront of the recruitment down the stretch of things and to be able to secure the commitment, I mean, it, it's a huge deal. And I think right now between Trevor Luck and Kane Proctor and everybody else that's on you know potentially on board and that Iowa's targeting – Iowa's looking at, I think, one of the best offensive line classes in the country. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be one that I think rivals the 2021 class when you look at David Davikoff, Connor Colby, Michael Mislinski, um, Jennings Dunker, Bo Stevens, all five guys that I think are generating a decent amount of buzz within the program going into their second year. I mean, you saw Connor Colby this past year start at the right, right guard spot. And, you know, you see David Davikov working his way up the depth chart. Michael Mislinski, had he not been injured, I think would have been more of a contender for that starting center spot. Jennings Dunker is up at 316 pounds and, you know, is a lean 316 pounds. And Bo Stevens is working his way up as well, um, you know, the depth chart. So, yeah, I mean, you talked about, Dave, with that, with this offensive line class, I mean, you got to consider Notre Dame. They just picked up Charles Jagusa from uh, Rock Island Almond, you know, this today and, you know, they're looking really good, too. I think Alabama's putting together a couple good pieces, Michigan State as well. There are a few other programs, but I think if you're Iowa and your track record of development and getting some of the guys that you're getting, like you got to feel happy about where things are at. I think Leighton Jones is a severely underrated pickup as well at that center yeah. position. I mean, the comparisons to Tyler Linderbaum, those those don't come often. And, you know, that's what Iowa thinks of Leighton Jones and Caden Proctor. I mean, obviously, people are going to throw out the Tristan Wirfs comparison, but you know, I think maybe his ceiling could be, you know, at the level of Tristan Wirfs and Logan Holland, once he gets more offensive line reps, um, you know, assuming that Iowa lands him, he could be a really good addition as well. And, you know, Cannon Leonard's more of a high upside guy, more of a development piece, but, you know, he's one that, you know, Iowa, you know, feels really good about if you're willing to take a guy like that and, you know, take six offensive linemen, five or six offensive linemen in this class and, you know, you feel good about those other guys and, you know, you think you can really find something in Leonard, then, you know, go take him. You know, this it makes it makes sense that way. And I know he wasn't necessarily the the sexy pickup for some schools. I think Illinois wasn't really recruiting them that hard. I mean, Iowa yeah. called his head coach after he they received word that Iowa had offered. But, you know, it's going to be a uh, this class is, you know, it's it's a lot to be excited about. And after only taking two offensive linemen, the 2022 class, two guys that I think still can be contributors in due time and people that we shouldn't forget about and Kale Crow and Jack Dotzler. I mean, just building and stacking these classes up front, you know, not only attracts more guys, um, you know, on the offensive line, but, you know, you get guys like Kendrick Rayfield, you know, you get other running backs, you get potential for, you know, more skilled players too. And that's a position that Iowa really needs to find success with, with, 
you know, on top of what they've had at the on the offensive line and then, you know, potentially with defensive line too. No, for sure. And I think you look at Kane Proctor. I mean, Sean, you really can't over-exaggerate how massive of a get this is for University of Iowa because you think about Iowa doesn't recruit five stars very often. They land AJ Epinesa, obvious legacy ties. They land Xavier Wampa, offers from everywhere in the country, local Iowa kid. They find a way to keep him home. And now they keep Kane Proctor at home, who's the number seven overall recruit by 24-7 sports. I mean, I, I think you need to give Kirk Ferentz a lot of credit. And, you know, you talk about the offensive line class. How about George Barnett picking right uh, uh, picking right off where, where Tim Polisek left with the offensive line and to be able to continue to get these high-ceiling guys? When you look at, you know, the Iowa position groups, I think you have to feel so good about the offensive line. Like you said, David Davidkoff, I think, is going to be an absolute stud as time goes on. Mason Richmond, Connor Colby, still only a second-year guy. Michael Mislinski, as you mentioned, Leighton Jones. I mean, there's a lot of guys where if you're a running back too, you look at Caleb Johnson, like you said, Raytheel, if you think about some of those guys, they've got to be ecstatic about some of the big boys that they're going to have in front. And, you know, I think an underrated pickup when you talk about the running game as well, Steven Stilanos is all of 6'5", 264. I mean, he is going to be a boulder among that zone running scheme. And, you know, depending on how much playing time he gets immediately, uh, I think you feel pretty good about where Iowa's sitting at right now. Yeah, for sure. And I think one thing that you got to look into, too, is that uh, the Des Moines Med- Register reported that Proctor is also playing to enroll early at Iowa. And that's, I mean, you kind of figured that, but I think getting him in the program that much early, I mean, you saw the benefits that it had with Connor Colby. And, you know, with David Davidkoff, I think the one big thing with him is obviously he had some injuries that he, need to, he needed to attend to before he really became a factor. But you know, he enrolled early. There's a number of other guys that, you know, kind of seem that way too, where, you know, early enrolling has really helped them. And yeah, I mean, you mentioned what's in Polisek as well. I mean, you, you look at the 2021 offensive line and a lot of people kind of seemed underwhelmed with that 2022 offensive line group with Barnett. And, you know, there was a lot of criticism there, obviously with the way the offensive line played too, but I think you got to remember, I mean, obviously outside of Linderbaum, that that offensive line room was pretty young. And yep. when I was reading Athlon's preview and what anonymous coaches were saying, like they, they really took, you know, that to heart too. They, they mentioned that they like the offensive line was really young. And that's a reason why some of the offensive success that, you know, they could have had wasn't really there. And that was one of the big parts that I was offense wasn't really able to get going. But I think with Barnett, um, he's a really personable guy and knows the kind of offensive lineman he wants. I know with Trevor Lauk, he said that right from the jump, that's something that stood out really to Trevor was that he told him like, Hey, like you are the type of offensive lineman that we want in this program. And that speaks volumes to a kid. And, you know, with the way that Iowa has recruited offensive line and the success that it's had, when you tell a kid that, you know, you look like an offensive lineman, you are what we want. That's immediately going to attract someone. And I think Barnett has done a really good job of building those personable relationships, not only with the family, but with the recruits as a whole. I mean, you you can have a recruiter that talks to a guy like every week or, you know, every other day or, you know, some of these other guys that are talking to recruits every day. Um, but I think Barnett's really done a good job of just being personable, being able to sell what Iowa can do from a development standpoint and, you know, not necessarily guaranteeing these guys that they're going to play early on. It's just, you know, you're going to come here, you're going to get developed, you know, we're a low-key, like, no-nonsense type program, and, you know, the guys that they landed in this class are really buying into that. I mean, Leighton Jones, 
knew from the jump that he wanted the Iowa offer. Kane Proctor, obviously, it took him a few months to really, you know, come up to Iowa. Um, he knew, you know, Iowa was big for him. Trevor Lauk, like it took some time, but Iowa was the pick. And, you know, Kane and Leonard could have waited, but he felt that Iowa was the right fit for him too. And, you know, there's potential for that with Logan Holland as well. But, you know, Barnett, I think you got to give him a tip of the cap. I mean, everyone talks about Ferentz. And yeah, Ferentz, Tyler Barnes, those guys do a fantastic job. But George Barnett, I think you look at this class and he's definitely the recruiter of this, like the best recruiter so far yeah. of the cycle. There's still time to come up. I mean, I think getting Marco Linez was huge, getting Kendrick Rayfield and potentially Nolan Ray that could put Liddell Betts in the conversation. But I think if you're talking recruiter of the cycle so far, I mean, it's George Barnett and it's not even close. No, I agree with you. I mean, especially so diving a little bit back more into Kane Proctor specifically. I mean, Sean, there's really, I mean, what do you say about him? I mean, he's the prototypical big guy that you want. He's held an Iowa offer forever. They took three years plus to recruit him. Six foot seven, all of what? 330 pounds, very little bad weight, good footwork, good athlete. I think he shows a very, I think at times in high school, and I think it's not his fault, just the way the cookie crumbles. He relies a little bit much on his size when it comes to blocking, but this is a guy where if you get the right technique around him, I mean, he has all the capabilities of stepping in. And I think being a multi-time all big 10 caliber offensive lineman, first round draft pick, uh, our own Alan True has compared him to Trent Williams, the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's it's very hard to find flaws. Obviously, you can, but I think he fits perfectly with Iowa's culture. I think he fits well with, with the way Iowa wants to uh, play offense. And, you know, when you talk about a guy, a prototypical lineman that you would probably I want to use like Madden create a player, but when you talk about offensive tackle, I mean, Proctor's probably pretty close to about what you get. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I've had the pleasure of seeing him up and close for the past two summers. It's crazy. I looked at a picture a couple of days ago of him uh, at leaving his freshman year. He had a couple offers at that, but I think there were maybe like four offers. And his face was just like super skinny. And he just looked – the way he's matured the past two years physically has been really impressive. And there were a couple points where I think he was a little heavier than he wanted to be. But once he started playing basketball, that kind of slimmed things down. And he was looking like a really lean and just well put together, you know, 6'8", six, 6'7". 320, 330-pound dude, and one that can move too, and, you know, one that really has a lot of good bend and really just what you want in an offensive lineman. Like, he already looks like a potential NFL offensive lineman at the age of 17. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a lot of upside to work with. You know, I, I put something in the impact article, article of how early I think he could potentially make a contribution to the Hawkeyes. I think it might be more of a David Davikoff situation where, yes, enrolling early will help, but I mean, you never really know what's going to happen with any of those tackle spots. So, you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of got to appreciate it now and, you know, just kind of let him develop. I think it's one thing that's happening with Xavier Wampa right now. There's obviously a lot of hype that, you know, oh, yeah, he's going to start right away. And, you know, there's still a chance for him to do so. 
But you got to realize, like, these are still young kids in a program that where it requires a lot of work to be able to go up and, you know, develop in, in the right time and, you know, potentially become an impact player. So I'm not ruling it out early that he could start as a freshman, but I think it's going to maybe take one season until he's like, okay, like I'm really competing for first string snaps. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but, you know, I think, I think that's going to be my prediction right now. You know, I've always said, Sean, you, you, I know you agree with me on this. Dudes recruit dudes. I mean, it, it doesn't even matter that he can't come in day one and start because, you know, the reality is I was recruited well enough at tackle and are developing well enough. They don't need him to come in day one and, and start and make a big impact. Like they have guys that could be very, very good players, maybe potentially NFL players there right now. But Proctor, just from a pure national landscape perspective, keeping the five-star at home, saying, hey, Iowa can land five-star guys. You want to come play with talented players. You want to be able to continue to make a push and help elevate Iowa's program. I mean, it's the same thing. I said the same thing with Xavier Wampa when they land him. I mean, dudes recruit dudes. And we saw what happened when Wampa committed, the way Iowa's secondary class ended off. I mean, does it is that going to translate over to some, something similar with Kane Proctor in the offensive line or other positions? Maybe, but I think you look at this 2023 class, obviously Kane Proctor's the, the crown jewel right now, but Sean, I mean, they're, they're in contention for very, very good prospects right now. I mean, I, I expect Iowa right now to be a top 30 recruiting class, depending on how many guys they take, they could be a top 25. And as we've said, Kirk Ferentz, as he gets older, over the last couple of years, he's continued to find a way to recruit better and better and better. And that's how you get to the next level. Yeah. And you mentioned it, Dave. I mean, dudes recruit dudes with this type of stuff. And, you know, Xavier Womp obviously helping get Caden Proctor and, you know, maybe there's some other guys that Iowa missed out on that, you know, thought that Xavier would help more. And, you know, that's kind of the nature of the beast with the NIL stuff. I'm not saying NIL plays a role with every recruitment, but their recruitment's where it's more prevalent than others. And, you know, Caden Proctor going to Iowa, I think, is really going to open the eyes of some of these other kids, not only in-state. I think it'll be, you know, there'll be in-state kids that are appealed to it, but, you know, out-of-state kids. I mean, we see Iowa dipping into Florida more. Yeah. Um, we see Iowa going into Michigan. I mean, that's always been a thing. Illinois has been a state that Iowa has been really active in. Um, you know, they're going to Tennessee for Bryson Bell, um, Indiana. You know, maybe they go out West Coast a little bit more, you know, like with guys like they did with TJ Hall. There's a number of guys that I think that could really see this and be like, okay, you know, like Caden's going, like, I got to look at this a little more. And like a couple of blue chip guys, maybe. I'm not saying that's in this class, but in future classes, maybe like a, like an Ian Moore from New Palestine. And uh, I believe his name is Ian Moore. I'm, I'm like, yeah, Ian Moore from New Palestine, Indiana. Um, so, you know, you never, you never know what, uh, you know, these guys could, uh, you know, eventually, sorry, I just, I got a text that one of my buddies just got engaged. So I was, uh, <laughs> I was pretty excited about that, but um, yeah, I mean, they, like a guy like Ian Moore could see them be like, okay, you know, like, I have an offer from Ohio State. I have an, I could have an offer from Notre Dame, but, you know, seeing what Iowa can potentially do with some of these guys, like, you know, I'm going to look at them more. And that's yeah. just not offensive linemen. That's skilled guys too. No, for sure. I mean, obviously, if you want to focus on offensive linemen for a second, I mean, Sean, in a few years, Tyler Linderbaum could be the highest paid center in the league. Tristan Wirfs yeah. could be the highest paid tackle in the league. There we got Brandon Scherf as highest paid offensive guard. They have George Kittle as highest paid tight end. I mean, Iowa, it's very not likely – but I mean, Sean, they could have three of the, you know, three offensive positions that are the highest paid of their actual positions. So again, Kane Proctor, absolutely massive addition. 
This 2023 class for Iowa continues to get better and better. They're landing some of their top targets in June, which is just very different from what it was last year. Obviously, we know the tone of what it was last year. A lot of people were panicking, and we told people to relax and off paying off in a big way. But, uh, Sean, any other final notes? Otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. But, again, getting Kane Proctor, it's hard to really over-exaggerate or talk about enough of how massive a get this is. Obviously, physically for the line, but just from yeah. a pure national landscape perspective, landing a top 10 national recruit. Yeah, stay tuned because, I mean, there's going to be a couple other guys that I think will join this class publicly in the next couple of days. So, I mean, that's all I got to add, really. Yeah. So, David Eichel, Sean Bach, HawkeyeInsider.com. Follow us on Twitter at David Eichel, at SBOC247, at Hawkeyes on 247. And as always, be sure to stay tuned to HawkeyeInsider.com for the most in-depth, exclusive coverage of your Iowa Hawkeyes.